0: After years, I use this experience of life to have more real uh, feelings on stage. When I dance on stage, I try to not make a choreography of mimics, for example. No, I try to have pure and real feelings. So I search in my own experiences of life to have uh, uh, these true feelings on stage.
1: Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, Welcome to the Baladance Live Podcast. Here we are diving deep into all facets of Baladance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top-leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I am honored that you are part of our dance tribe. this episode is brought to you by the yana dance club online platform where you can get access to all my teaching materials at once hundreds of technique drills multiple choreographies themed intensives full-length courses everything you can think about whether 20 minutes or few hours for practice you will find a program that will fit not only your schedule but your mood as well First seven days are free, so check it out at yanadansclub.com link in the show notes. Hello, my dear dancers, how are you doing? What's up? Have you missed a new episode of the podcast? So, today we have a special treat. Yael is our guest on the belly dance live podcast she is international oriental dance artist living in paris she has a very personal and refined style combining tradition and modernity she is regularly invited to perform and teach abroad like japan u.s canada china europe due to her skills as a teacher and the high level of her artistic work. Yael conveys her passion with generosity and enthusiasm. She focuses on listening carefully to the music and interpreting emotions while displaying an impeccable technique and creating a wide variety of choreographies. She teaches all Egyptian styles from a soft and introverted tarab to energetic and catchy shabby. For her dance classes are more than teaching an original choreography she also strives to make her students understand the culture behind oriental dance and to convey the soul of this dance in this episode we talked about variety of topics in dance but it kind of went logically from the beginning of her falling in love with oriental dance as well as developing a professional career which started for yael as a dance career at local gigs and we talked about very interesting experience of giving yourself um, sort of a year to check and test if it's possible at all then going uh moving forward with international career as a teacher giving workshops and performing in in different countries and of course we talked about uh, not only chronologically what was happening, but also about internal journey too. And dealing with different aspects that many of us deal with, like uh, uh, self-criticism while watching our own performance videos and all those uh, uh, monsters and demons talking from our head that don't, don't want us to keep watching it or thinking that it's not good enough. Also, we talked about finding individual style and how important it is especially today to actually build a career if you're dreaming about international uh, performance and teaching career it is like a must-have focus for all dancers so Yael was also giving some tips and suggestions on how to develop and create this personality and dance and of course we talked about teaching because she is known also as a very in tune with her students teacher who really conveys very nicely information and not only about technique, but also sharing her amazing approach to musicality and being so tuned with all nuances all the songs and melodies, but also in terms of teaching, adapting to a current situation of switching online and how different it is uh, in both ways, in some positive and not that much positive ways so as you can see a long journey in which we covered in one hour and the fl- time flew by so quickly uh, but uh, i'm pretty sure for you it will be just the same experience you will hit continue to uh, play this podcast and suddenly it will be already the end and you will not even notice how one hour passed in any case i hope you will enjoy this episode don't forget to share it with your friends for whom you think maybe also interesting. And if you share it on social media, don't forget to tag me and our dear guest. Because for us, it's always cool to see who is listening and to actually know that you are listening and if these kind of interviews and conversations make a difference uh, for you and uh, give you some new information, some thoughts to think and some inspiration to keep going and being in love with Paladins. Hello dear Yaël, welcome to the podcast, I'm so happy to talk to you today.
0: <laughs> thank you very much, I'm very happy to, thank you for your
1: invitation. I'm also uh, very excited to, like right now we see each other, so such a beautiful smile and such a bright day. I wish we could also transport this atmosphere to our listeners, you are so bright and so... Um, I don't know, you're like shining sun to me every time I look at you, workshops, or performances whichever mood you appear in but it's just this energy <laughs> from you comes like as a from shining sun so I think uh, uh, at least me describing a little bit can bring a little bit um, sunshine to the mood of our listeners too <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, you made my day
1: <laughs> uh.
0: The podcast can finish now. <laughs> you made it. Um, I'm happy now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm very happy that you are happy, but we are only starting. And I would like to start from the very beginning. I always ask. Uh, oh, usually I ask. In most cases, our guests. Uh, what was their first interaction with belly dance maybe you remember that moment that you were i mean standing or sitting or doing something and you thought huh i want to learn belly dance
0: Hmm. Um, so first uh, you you must know that in france we don't use the word belly dance because we don't like this um these words we use oriental dance because belly dance means it's a dance from the belly and um, we feel that it's not fair, this dance is very rich so we use the word dance and in France if you say to someone oh you are a belly dancer, in French I mean um th- these people uh, will uh, say, no, I'm not a belly dancer. <laughs> I'm an oriental dancer. So this is just a note. Um, so when I started, but I can use belly dance. It's OK between us. In, in English, it's uh, it's OK. Uh, when I started belly dance, I started because um, my mom uh, was uh, always uh, playing music uh, at home, uh, many kinds of music. And also Arabic music, because she has some Moroccan roots and um, in also when um, when we go to family parties, like weddings or that kind of event, there is always Arabic music, so I've danced since uh, my childhood, and um, usually people uh, Told me that I was a very good, uh, a very good dancer. So I thought I was a very good dancer at this time. And um, a bit later, when I was almost fourteen, my babysitter, uh, she was a French woman with no Arabic roots, and she was um, taking uh, Oriental dance classes. And she invited me to her end year gala show. And when I saw this show, I was I was really shocked because I I, I thought, uh, wow, this uh, French woman can dance like this, and me, I I have some Arabic roots, and I cannot do dance like this. So um, this is uh, the time I I I started to to want to to join uh, an Oriental dance class. It was a bit hard uh, for my mom to find an Oriental dance class. Uh, for me because most of the classes started from 15 years old in uh, in my city and i was not 15 uh, already so this is uh, how i started um, to take classes and when i arrived to this uh, first class i remember i was um how to say it i was uh, thinking that i will be better than the others <laughs> maybe because of my origins and also because all my family always told me that uh, I dance uh, so good, so I joined the class, and then it was a shock because um, I was really not uh, so good, and um, I had a lot of mimics that I had to delete, which was even harder than to start to start from the beginning. Um, so this is how I started. I, I, it was a very difficult. Um, dance for me in the beginning maybe i i learned faster than others but in the beginning it was harder because i, I had to forget about all that i knew
1: what do you mean by uh, deleting the mimics
0: um because uh, when you dance without um, without learning in a dance studio i mean when you dance from your family uh, style. <laughs> you, for example, you use a lot your, your hands, you make uh, rounds with your hands and uh, you move your hips but in, in a different way, not the exact way that we learn in an academic uh, style. You know, we take care of the posture, the position, uh, the, the arm, the work of the arms and it's completely different when you dance uh,
1: uh, by yourself i see and the fact that you discovered that you expected to be like the best in the class so, and then suddenly you found it's uh, very challenging was it something inspiring for you or was it kind of a throwback and maybe discouraging because this situation can go both directions and different people will kind of internally emotionally interpret it very differently so how was it for you <laughs>
0: Uh, yes, that's true, but uh, in, in my case, I was, uh, it was a big motivation because uh, I discovered that this dance is so rich. There is so many movements, so many choreographies, so many styles. I didn't, I didn't know about that. Uh, at the time I was dancing uh, by myself, I thought it was just moving a little bit hips and shoulders, and that's it. So I discovered it was very rich, and for me, it was a, a new challenge in my life. Uh, before dancing, I, I tried many different activities as a as a child or teenager, many sports and also dance, uh, but um, modern modern jazz, for example. Um, but uh, this this is the first activity which uh, gave me a new challenge in my life. And also an activity that helped me to, to feel better in my body because, you know, I was a teenager. So at this age, you feel very bad uh, at any age, I think. But <laughs> especially at this age, you, you feel bad in your body. You, you think you are too fat, too skinny, too too short, too tall. You, you feel a lot of bad things um, in your body that you don't accept. So it helped me a lot because in this class, um, it was only women, but women from all uh, ages, from all origins, from all um, body types. So I think it was a good thing for me
1: to grow better. Mm. And what was your parents' reaction when you said that you want to do a ballet classes?
0: Uh, having uh, belly dance classes wa- was not a problem because um, the, my mom always danced with me so from, for her it was okay. She, she, she was the one who searched for me uh, to, to to register in a, in a class. The problem was more when I decided to become a professional belly dancer. Mm. That's, from that uh, it was a problem but just to learn as a hobby it was okay.
1: Mm and uh, for you the moment that you decided to become a professional uh, dancer was it something like from the very beginning maybe it was on back of your mind like kind of like oh i want or was it some turning point i don't know have you uh thought about any alternative career maybe you started with completely different specialty and then you decided to switch to ballet dance or because you started in teenage years it's pretty early maybe it was already like the dream oh no i want to be a ballet dancer (laughs) no no it was absolutely not a dream in the beginning and i I was
0: not really a passionate dancer in the beginning it was uh, it was a hobby And it was also for me uh, a way to go out from my house Um, because at this age uh, I was not going out so much alone. So um, that was a good opportunity and the passion came later. Uh, After some years I started to discover more teachers, more events, more styles, more videos and so um i i was uh, studying uh, to be a social worker in the beginning and uh, i i waited to f- to have my diploma in, in in social work uh when i when i got it i i stopped and i started to to become a professional uh, dancer
1: mm-hmm. and what were your first steps uh, like it was like everyone can like you know like we most of us, at some point had a passion i mean actually probably um a lot of people who are right now listening to us, a lot of our guests they are professionals to dance, so uh, our listeners, many of our listeners would dream about becoming a professional dancers. so for you, in your experience in your journey, uh when you decided, okay, I want to be a professional dancer. Did you come up with some plan? Like, okay, what do I need to do to make it happen? Or was it just like, you know, taken by flow? (laughs) Um, Half, half. (laughs) No. um, First,
0: I was very lucky because my mom uh, told me, if you want to become a a professional uh, dancer, you have to, to do your best and to be one of the best. So she, she didn't want me to, to be um, a low-quality dancer. She wanted me to be one of the best. She, she always told me, uh, for me, it's important to be uh, a good nurse than a bad doctor. This is what she, she taught me from, from childhood. So she told me if you want to be a professional dancer no problem but all your money has to go to your training and learning you have to work hard you have to work every day to train every day and she gave me the opportunity to to stop my my uh, when i finished my studies she gave me the opportunity to to have one year just to train very hard and and to prove that I can be a good dancer and can be also a good professional um, dancer and teacher. So this year I was working very, very hard to succeed in this uh, challenge. I think I'm someone who loves challenge in in life, so I I always love uh, challenge. And I always love when uh, people give me challenge, like my mom, for example. You know, my mom is the kind of mom who will uh, tell me, "Wow, you are beautiful," and after five minutes, she will uh, tell me, uh, "Okay, your dance was really, really not good this time. Uh, uh, you need to work on this, this, this." Or you see, she, 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 she give me energy to be positive and also give me uh, critics to To improve, so um, she gave me this uh, this challenge, and uh, I, I, I tried to succeed after one year, and also I I was lucky I think because um, I had good opportunities of work. Uh, I was successful in work when I started since my since my uh, beginning, in this uh, work. Uh, I was lucky that. Uh, Uh, When I say I was successful, I mean that when I was uh, dancing in some uh, private gigs, for example, I always had new contacts to work in another and another and another. So I was working every day. I was training every day, all day, and working uh, for gigs every night. So it was an intense, uh, intense year but uh, very challenging and uh, it helped me a lot to start in this career
1: hmm. when you said that you uh basically you had one year to see and prove that you can succeed but what was the measurement of success like what was that like you know like how would you identify did you succeed or not um the idea for my mom was uh to
0: see if i can live um, from that job, I mean if I can earn enough money to live in a, in a good way and not, uh, not crying every month because I cannot pay for my renting for example um, and for sure if you have, uh, if you earn enough it, it means you have enough work it means you are successful, it means
1: that you are a good uh, artist Mm -hmm. I think it comes together. Mm. And you were focusing on like local gigs or more like international festival scene back then? Oh no, at this time I was really not uh, into international. uh,
0: My aim was to to be a good dancer in my city. (laughs) That's it. And the opportunities uh, that I had to work uh, outside of my city, so first uh, around France and and then uh, around the world, it was really, really not my dream. Um, you know, I'm um, I'm the kind of uh, woman who loves to stay at home <laughs> and who doesn't love so much to travel. Uh, so no, it was not my dream. It came, it came to me and. Uh, I learned uh, to appreciate it and I know that I'm lucky that I, I had the, the opportunity to live all uh, all that I, I, I lived with this career, but uh, it was not my dream in the beginning. No. Mm,
1: interesting. Um, it's also interesting like this concept of uh, giving yourself uh, like one year, you know, like, okay, I'll focus on one thing and i'll just give it myself this time of course in the, your uh, case also the support of your mother of your parents but still it's also self-permission and like self-commitment like okay one year training working hard to see if it happens uh, uh did you have doubt yourself that or oh, it may not happen i think everybody has that it's uh it's just a, a human
0: uh, feeling normal human feeling but uh, when I have doubts, uh, it's for a few minutes. And then after a few minutes uh, of having a bad, uh, bad mood, I, I, I try to, to be positive again and to be strong and to have motivation to, have, uh, to, to, to focus on my, um, on my uh, goals. So yes, for this year, for sure, I had uh, doubts, but um, I've, I've always did my, my best to, to succeed. And I talk about one year, but this year was just the time that my mom gave me uh, to not have a normal job. Um, but uh, after this year, I I, I go on. Uh, I, I I continued working very hard. It was not finished, but this this first year. Help me to see if I can manage to, to, to have this uh, job. Because also at this time when I started uh, being a belly dancer was just dancing at gigs. And dancing at gigs means you will be successful during uh, your young years. Um, and so my mom worried a lot about how will be my life after a few years, when I will not be so young and so successful. So she's the one who pushed me to, to become a teacher. Um, because she always told me the, the future for, the, for your work is to be a teacher, is not to be a dancer in gigs. And I think she was, um, she was right. And she, she is also, uh, or she was, uh, a teacher, she was a French teacher, not dance teacher. But uh, she helped me a lot in this direction to, to become a teacher and become a good teacher with uh, pedagogy. And, um, and I don't remember the beginning of the question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's... Uh as we call it free flow conversation and it actually leads me to very you know i have a couple questions right now in my mind that i really want to ask you do you remember your very first paid solo performance uh uh-huh. good question
0: i don't remember the very first but i remember some of my very first. uh I enjoyed a lot. Uh, I was really feeling alive when um, when I was dancing uh, with audience. But before to get paid, I, I my first time uh, dancing in a gig was for my cousin and it was free. It was not uh, my job. I was uh, even not um, uh, 18. I don't know how to say this uh, in English. Yes, uh, in in France, uh, you become an adult from 18 years old. Ah, I see, okay. Uh Majority, majority, maybe. But in some countries, I know it's 21 or it's not Mm the same uh, everywhere. In France, it's 18. So when I I did my first gig free, um, I was still a teenager. And um, it was a surprise, a gift for my cousin. I danced with the costume that I made by myself, so not a professional one. And at the end of uh, this uh, performance, um, some people came to me and asked for my um, business cards. And I said, business card of what? And they said, but uh, you are a belly dancer, right? Uh, No, it's just my cousin. Uh, And so uh, from this, already I had uh, opportunities um, that came to me. And uh, I really, really love to dance with audience. I really love to see happiness in the face of uh, the people um, I was dancing uh, for and with. And you know, I, to- I told you I was uh, about to be a social worker, which is a completely, completely opposite word. Um, when, when I was um, studying so- social work, I had um, I had some opportunities to work during the, the studies, uh, to work in social work. And, um, and I, I always met um, sadness, people with problems, people with, uh, with very huge problems. And so being a dancer was the opposite. You see only the happiness in the in the face of the people you see only the happy parts of their lives so um, i think it, it was more uh, it was more fitting my my personality and my mood because uh, i'm so, someone who tries to be very positive and you you can see on my t-shirt it's written positivity is the key and it's absolutely my um, my way of thinking. And so maybe as a social worker, uh, it would have been very, very hard for me because uh, the bad feelings will have, um, um, how to say that, will had uh, maybe kill me slowly. And becoming a dancer, uh, it was opposite. It, it helped me to grow up and to be more, happy in my life, maybe, and, and this is also what I, what I try to transmit to my students in classes. I always try to transmit them happiness and positivity and um, I always t- tell them, you have problems in your life, but when you come to the class, Uh, You have to forget about all these problems and you have to think only about happiness and uh, and light. You, you, You were talking about light in the beginning of this podcast. So I think this is the word, light, yes, and this gave me light in my life and I try to do the same with others.
1: Well, whichever uh, career path you would choose, either dancer or social worker, in any case, you would be the one uh, also bringing positivity and happiness to people. <laughs> Hopefully,
0: yes, it, yeah. It, it, maybe, maybe being a dance teacher is um, is not so far from being a social worker because you try to help, it in a in a different way, in a happiest way.
1: So true. <laughs> During your active uh, gigging years, uh, when you actively were performing in your local city, how much uh, was the balance between uh, time invested in your training and time invested in uh, business questions? Like you even mentioned business cards. So probably at some point you start thinking more about like, okay, business side of the thing, how to maybe promote or how to put together like more professional um, logistics around your dance. And So how much uh, uh, time was dedicated to those like business logistics, let's say?
0: Uh, I cannot really talk about time because I have no idea, you know, my life before I, I, I got uh, married, my life was only dedicated to my dance um, training and uh, promoting our de- uh, dancing in events. And um, during years, I was not sleeping before 3 a.m., for example, because I was um, training all day, then going to gigs, then coming back home to work on my computer. Uh, So, and I, I never had weekends. I was working from Monday to Sunday. Uh, 361 day per uh, 65 days year, <laughs> uh, so my whole life was about being a dancer, uh, learning, improving and being a good professional. But then I got married and I had a baby, so maybe things changed a little bit and I, I now try to find more time for myself. As a mother and as a, a wife, um,
1: but uh, still I work seven days uh, per week. Hmm. Well, it's the destiny of artists or anyone self-employed, uh, um, any career, because in this case, like uh, it always feels like never-ending work or to-do list. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, right. But it's because it's our passion, so we, we cannot live without our passion. Even when I go on holidays, people t- t- tell me, oh, how on holidays you can still uh, post things on social media about dancing? No, because it, even on holidays, I can never stop thinking about dance. It's impossible. It's my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Well, moving on to your international career. Uh, So how did it happen? Because you you mentioned that you didn't dream right in the beginning about this. You just wanted to be a good dancer in your city. And you are not that big fan of traveling. (laughs) So what was your very first invitation for international workshop? Um... I had uh,
0: my first invitation just for workshops in Switzerland, which is the, the country um, very close to, to France, and it was in French. Uh, that was the very first time, I think, and then the second one was Japan, and this time was a huge event with a lot of hours uh, of workshops and also a show. and uh, I loved it. Yes, for sure. I loved it. It was, it was like magic uh, uh, coming to a country that you don't know, meeting people uh, from completely different culture, different culture uh, for living, but also for dancing. Uh, I discovered how Oriental dance was respected there. In France, uh, it's, uh, it's respected, but it's a big fight years to, to have this art respected because of some um, bad reputation of this dance in France. And um, when I went to, to Japan, I discovered that they respect this dance as much as any other dance, which was something quite new for me. And uh, they were so, respect, uh, re- so respectful also for me, for me as an artist and as a teacher. I remember something, for example, that during the class, it was, it was uh, maybe 50 people in the class. And when I start to talk and uh, show something, all the students from the first lines sit down to, to let the people in the back uh, watch well. And I, I was so shocked. This is absolutely not the the way uh, we do things in in France. And uh, I, I think it's it's so respectful. It's so respectful. So I discovered many things that I loved, and also uh, it was very good opportunity uh, to to discover the the city and to dance on stage to a different audience. And it was magic. And and my mom came with me. Um, all my first trips, my mom was coming with me because I was young and it was something new and she was afraid. You know, she is a Moroccan mother, so Moroccan mothers are always afraid. Moroccan, Jewish, so it's two times uh, more worrying for the child. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, I was bringing her with me, yes, uh, for all uh, my trips in, in the beginning, many trips. But now I think things are different for the, the, the new generation of dancers who start traveling because it's something, uh, I will not say common, but almost common to, to travel abroad, to learn or to, to, to work as a teacher. Uh, but at, at my time it was not. So it was really something um, unique and I'm, I'm glad and, and, um, and very thankful for this opportunity I had.
1: Mm. yeah that's interesting like always traveling uh, uh, to different places discovering new things letting those things also change our perspective or opinions or worldviews it's always very exciting and i know it also attracts many uh, dancers who do really dream to become international dance teachers travel to countries to festivals but one of the most popular most in-demand question like okay but how can i be discovered how can organizers discover me and and invite me so how was it for you how you were discovered uh, by organizers and got invitations uh, back then to sweden and to japan and uh how you feel if now it's kind of like the same trends on how people get discovered or maybe changed in those years uh no for sure it's changed a lot um
0: as i told you i was not trying to to show my to show off my my dance abroad absolutely not so um, i i i've been invited to to dance uh, in a in a festival in Eilat, and um for the first time i posted the video of my dance it was it was like open stage but i was invited but it was open stage and i i put this video on youtube uh, my mom had filmed this video because she was with me always and she forced me to put this video on YouTube because um, me, uh, I hated my video and all my videos I hated to watch myself. I think we are a lot in the same situation and and still now I hate to to watch myself on videos. And so um, this time she loved my performance. Uh, When she showed me the video of the performance, I said, I don't like it. And she said, "Yeah, if you don't put this video on YouTube, I will never film you uh, anymore. Uh, th- th- it would be the last time ever that I will film your performance, because you will never be satisfied. And I'm upset with this. So she really forced me. Uh, I, put, I put this video on YouTube. And from that, uh, I started to receive a lot of comments. And um, I've been then invited to to um, to dance and perform uh, in, uh, to, sorry, to perform in, in Cairo, in Ahlan West-Ahlan Festival. And um, I, was, I was one of the first uh, French dancers um, and the first of my generation to be invited uh, by Madame uh, Raka Hassan to teach there. And from that second video of this performance, uh, I received a lot of invitations from all over the world, but I really never tried to to, to dance abroad. I think these days things are different because um, all the new dancers want to to travel and teach abroad. The, the 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 mentality is different, and the the opportunities are also different, and so. I think that's nowadays the dancers. They try to to do a lot of competition, a lot of open stage all over the world. They travel a lot and pay a lot uh, um, for festivals to to show to show their their work and to have the opportunity to be one day invited as a as an as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know if you agree with me. Yeah, I see it a lot too. Like and uh, people go. Uh, through competition route i see a lot of people going through this um, uh, even participating in festivals as teachers unpaid but just to be on the posters and be discovered hopefully so there are many different like strategies uh, i was just wondering if you feel because you are active member of belly dance community international belly dance community you travel from festival to festival so for young dancers or not young in terms of age but young in terms of their beginning of their dance journey who would like to develop their teaching international teaching career maybe you have some ideas or tips or suggestions that you feel like or pay attention to this oh for me the main tip will be have your own style.
0: If you don't have your own style, you will never be invited uh, and successful around the world because there is thousands and thousands of beautiful dancers uh, with perfect technique, with uh, perfect choreography, with perfect uh, costumes. Um, So when I see as a judge, for example, when I go to competitions, I see hundreds of dancers, all amazing, but I don't remember uh, sometimes any of them because they all look the same, Not, none of them has something different. So, um, these days what I see is a lot of beautiful dancers, but with the same style. Uh, some years ago, when, when I, I started to, to travel uh, around the world, I think, they were maybe less good dancers, but more different styles. And so these days, the, 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 first, uh, the first tip I can give is find your own style, try to be different. Try to be different doesn't mean you have to, to wear a strange costume or, um, or something like this. No. Find your own style, be different, is find your own moves, your own way to listen to the music, your own way to interpret uh, the, the music, well, also with your face, with your arms. Uh, try to tell a story on stage, which will be um, which will be touchy. Uh, so th- this is the main thing. It's you can be a beautiful dancer, but if you don't have something different, you will maybe stay a just beautiful mm-hmm. dancer, and that's it.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, but at the same time it's so difficult, the concept, because everyone knows about individuality, the importance of personal, like individual style, being yourself on stage, but how to achieve it, how to find, this is something that it's not like, okay, this is class one, two, three, go through classes, learn how to shame, it's something very abstract, but very real at the same time.
0: Yes, that's
1: true. Um, first, I think that uh,
0: life makes us different. Um, when I, I talk about life, I talk about experience of life. So, uh, as much as you grow up, you you ha- you, you have um, different um, uh, different uh, experience in your life, in your daily life, and sometimes it helps to create your style. For example, the the first uh, my first video I was talking about uh, in a lat, a long time ago. It I was dancing on um, on Uncle Sum song for the first time, very first time. And at this time, I just separate with my boyfriend, and I was. So, so, so sad, so depressed, really depressed. And I think it helped me a lot with this song because I I, I could have cried on stage uh, because I I was really feeling bad. And that's how the people were touched by my dance and that's how the people uh, felt I had something uh, different. And so after years, I used this experience of life to... um, to have um, more, uh, more real uh, feelings on stage. When I dance on stage, I try to not uh, make a choreography of mimics, for example. No, I try to have pure and real feelings. So I search in my own experiences of life to have uh, these uh, this true feelings on stage. So this is an example. And uh, also, maybe when you are young, you are a bit shy. And when you grow up, uh, when you get a bit older, you start to be more strong. Maybe when you also give birth, which happened to me three years ago. Uh, I gave birth and I think I, I feel I'm stronger now. From this experience, I know uh, I know the heart pain. I know how magical my body can be. So. Also, it helped me with years to, to, to grow up and to, to be different uh, on
1: stage. Hmm. That's so interesting. On stage, because you're talking about incorporating these feelings and incorporating this current mood and putting it on stage, but on stage, do you perform typically choreography or improvisation? uh improvisation ninety
0: percent improvisation I always try to have a frame to have some fixed ID to 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 not have a boring performance but it's it's improvisation i I can create choreography very easily for my students, but when I dance on stage I can't dance choreography if I dance choreography uh, my feelings will be fake if I dance improvisation it will be. 100% uh, real. So th- f- I know some dancers need to have uh, choreography. We are different, but for me, it's important to have improvisation. But the problem with improvisation is that sometimes you have a good mood for improvisation, sometimes not. So your performances will ne- will not be always uh, at the same level. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's it's uh, it's not as good. As, as you can, you know. But uh, this is the way I I decided to to work because I tried to have uh, choreographies. I many times I choreographed for myself. I work hard to 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 work on all details. And when I arrive on stage, I I miss complete. I missed it completely. I missed it completely. Um, Or I feel blocked in my dance and people tell me, oh, you you were not so touchy today or it was just because I I was too much concentrated on my choreography and it was not uh, a real and sincere dance and sincere emotions.
1: It's very impressive to hear because your musicality is so like on point. I think you you keep hearing it again and again that it's one of your signatures of the style. Like you manage to highlight such details, like such a tiny, like tricky, hidden details in the music, and here we are. It's improvisation. So how? Do you work on song to prepare it for stage, to improvise uh, on stage and be comfortable with improvisation on stage?
0: Thank you very much for these words first. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm very happy that you appreciate my musicality. Um, But dancing improvisation on stage doesn't mean not preparing your dance. When I have a solo, I work hard on my solo. I, I try to learn the music by heart. I, I listen to it a thousand times to catch all details. I try to make um, analysis of uh, the music. Um, I try when it's a song to, to understand each word of the song. Uh, and uh, and I, I train my improvisation. I put the music hundreds of times and make improvisation. So I improvise improvise hundreds of times outside the stage on this music and then I dance it on stage and the improvisation will be different, but it will be a mix of all the improvisation I did uh, previously.
1: Hmm. Uh, Do you agree that Uh, there is a statement or like this idea that on stage we would never match our the level of our rehearsals that during rehearsals we usually feel like uh, we can hit that oh this is the top and on stage we typically uh because of i don't know adrenaline or for some other things of current mood or whatever like we never really uh can reach this top and top level and regardless are you're talking about improvisation or choreography but with improvisation it's even trickier i feel i don't
0: uh, ang- uh, i don't agree 100 uh, percent. if you dance choreography yes there is a big chance that on stage it will be not as good as uh, in rehearsal because in rehearsal you make it uh, 20 times uh, 20 times and then you arrive on stage and you have just one time to make it perfect. So in this case, yes, I agree with you, Uh, on stage it's often less good. But when you make improvisation, I told you it can be a bad improvisation if you are not in a good mood, if you are a bit tired and you don't have inspiration and the audience is. is dead <laughs> there is no, no 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 energy in the audience or something uh, thing went wrong just before entering the stage for example but also um, the opposite can happen sometimes it happened to me that the audience was so amazing i i felt so much good energy from the audience or sometimes when i dance with live bands which makes me uh it gives me goosebumps uh, it's uh, like when i dance with the uh, orchestra um very often i'm super excited sometimes too much excited <laughs> and on stage i'm like you were talking about adrenaline yes i don't know if it's adrenaline it's it's like it's like drug like uh if I I take okay I never took drugs but from what I saw uh, on films <laughs> if you take some drug some uh, drugs it can it can makes you hyper um, um, excited and uh, and uh, so joyful so I have the same when I dance on stage sometimes some improvisation can be out of myself I, I cannot control it's the thing i cannot control when i when i improv- improvise i don't control. Hmm.
1: so so cool uh to hear about this like you know like experience of uh it's a skill and it's a very scary skill for many dancers to even think like oh my god what do you mean improvise on stage Many dancers do improvise on stage, but for many dancers, it's, it's a very very scary this sensation like of uh, oh my god like I uh, will forget everything <laughs> all steps and just be like doing one one two steps on stage. So it's always interesting to hear about this experience of uh, different approaches, choreography and improvisation. so uh, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Welcome. But in my case, I told you I started to
0: improvise before to learn in an academic uh, uh, version. So for me, improvisation has always been natural, more natural than learning a choreography. But for some dancers who started to learn on a, on a studio, it's different because they know very very well how to work on details of a choreography but they cannot be natural with improvisation. But um, as, as, uh, as much as I, I can learn to choreograph, someone can learn to improvise. This is something that we can train on. It's, it's, uh, it's an important training, and it's something that's, uh, that can be very successful. I've seen some girls who could not uh, improvise, and after Uh, some years they became amazing uh,
1: improvisers. Uh, You also talked during our conversation a lot about your mother and her impact on your career, uh, her support uh, in developing also your dance skills. Uh, But you also mentioned that she even influenced your teaching style. So what was the most valuable lesson that you incorporated from her teaching French classes (laughs) you incorporated into your dance classes? Um, I think uh, to
0: try to not uh, learn without understanding um, as a teacher it's important to when 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 a student asks a question not just giving her an answer but trying to explain her why the answer is this so um, for example uh, my mom as a French teacher, when, when I asked her uh, for this word, uh, should I write it uh, with this letter or this letter? And she will not answer me this letter. She will tell me, try to think, how do you write this word and this word? And how do you connect them? Uh, so she was helping me to find the answer by myself. So I try to do the same with my students. Uh, I try to give them information, but to let them understand how, uh, why the answer is this. For example, if I make uh, a move, and one student asks me which, um, which muscle we are using for this move, uh, I can give her the answer, but I can also try to let her understand and feel in her body, why it is this muscle, and what is the work of this muscle on, and on her body. So, I think that that's the thing that I learned from my mother. Don't just give answers, try to explain. Uh, so, the, the next time, the student will find the answer by herself.
1: Oh, that's so cool. It's like uh, not giving fish, but to teach uh, how to fish, <laughs> fishing. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. In our current circumstances of the last uh, one year and a half, uh, it probably impacted your teaching activities a lot. And you switch to teach online. How do you feel? Uh, or switched mostly teaching online these days. How do you feel the difference um, in your approach to teach, and the difference in students' approach to accept information online? Or what is for you the biggest like difference, advantage or disadvantage? I don't know, like uh, up to you, but. The main difference between how it felt or how it was physically before and now just online, basically. Um, First, I want to say that
0: I think that online learning is an amazing opportunity. Uh, And uh, maybe it would have come uh, in the next years, but the pandemic uh, pushed pushed us to, um, to make it happen uh, earlier and to, to, to make it happen uh, in a professional way. So when we all started um, online dance classes uh, in the first lockdown, I think uh, the quality was uh, not the same uh, as what, what we are teaching now, because we improved and because we also bought some um, materials. So we improved about um, about the learning for the students. It's a great opportunity because uh, for for several reasons. First one is that it it um, it gives opportunity to learn uh, with some teachers who are far, for example. Uh, also, the prices are cheaper. So for some people in some countries who cannot. Uh, who cannot afford uh, um, masterclasses, for example, uh, they can sometimes make it uh, when it's uh, online because it's cheaper. And also because uh, there is the replay. Uh, in most of events, there is a replay and replay helps to understand all details that we sometimes don't have time to understand uh, on the masterclass. And also for the girls uh, or the boys, for the students who are learning from home, sometimes they feel more relaxed uh, when they are alone than when they are in a dance studio with uh, 50 people. But uh, the the bad things, I think, is the corrections. Uh, I mean, um, the teacher cannot... Uh, see all the details of the dance of the students, and so we sometimes the students learn in a bad way, or they make mistakes, and we cannot see it as a teacher. So it's it's really frustrating. And um, you are talking about if if something changed also in my my teaching. The difference is that I'm dancing. Uh, for if, if I if I teach a one hour class I I dance for one hour, uh, so it's it's more tiring as a teacher. First, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we became lazy this year, and this year um, uh, we had to be not uh, not so lazy. Uh, so I, I dance more, but for me it's a bit also frustrating that I cannot correct the students because I love to correct the students. So uh, I, I think the the online is a good opportunity, but it cannot replace the live. Uh, we we to, to 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 be a good um, a good dancer, we need to have. Both, I think.
1: Hmm. And when uh, things come back to normal, to active physical classes, studios, festivals, are you still thinking and planning to continue online or you will just switch back to like as it was before? <laughs> uh,
0: no, I will continue to go online, uh, to teach online because I told you, I think it's good opportunity. And, and, and um, last September before the second uh, lockdown in, in France, I I started a course uh, online, so it was before the lockdown and I started like this and it was very successful because um, I had students from all over France and Europe who wanted to learn with me in French Uh, and so they had this opportunity opportunity to learn from me every week and this couldn't have happened uh, without uh, online. So, I think it, it's, a, it's a very, very good thing and I will, I will go on with this, uh, but for sure I will teach less online, I will teach much more uh, live because for me it's uh, something completely different, even as a teacher, it's so good to see the students uh, dancing, the energy is completely different. Um, so yes, no, I, I'm I'm very excited to to be back uh, in the dance studio soon. Hmm.
1: Well, I also hope uh, we will see uh, many more workshops in English, not only in French, for like international students online. Because I know there are people all over the world who want to study with you. And of course, it's great if someone can come and study in person. But uh, Uh, in general in life it's sometimes difficult but with this current situation it's even more difficult to travel so hopefully we will see it and uh, um, before I ask you our like summary traditional summary question of the interview first of all I would like to thank you for great time this hour just ran away like one second <laughs> i was like oh my god it time flew by like so quickly so thank you so much for your time and for sharing your experience and your story and it's always very exciting and encouraging to hear about the very beginnings as well as some opinions and suggestions of the current state of like how our dancing develops and i also would like to ask you about uh, Where can people find more information about you? Maybe you have favorite social medias that you post. And if you have any upcoming events for like July, August, September, both live, if anything, or online, so people can join you and explore more.
0: Thank you so much, Jana.
1: So first, I'm very, very
0: happy that we had this opportunity to talk together. Thank you so much for your interest and for all your good words about, uh, about me and my work. And uh, I also want to thank you because you are a dedicated uh, dancer who do a lot uh, for our community. And your, all that you do, your podcasts and videos, everything is so interesting. So thank you uh, for this you. Uh, work, this quality work. And um, I will try to teach more in English uh, online. Okay, but it's true that this year I focused more on my French uh, students. But uh, I promise I will do something in English, um, and uh, I don't know where we can meet soon because uh, for now all the all the calendar are, are still. Uh, uh, still uh, not confirmed because all events have been moved to one year to the other and to to the second year to the third one so we'll see, and about my social media, the best is to follow me on Instagram, I try to be active on these social media also Facebook, so Instagram is uh, Yael Zarka and Facebook is Yael Zarka Danse Oriental in French um,
1: And that's it, I think. Mm. Well, I will definitely add all links uh, to the show notes of this episode. So all listeners, you can easily find them there and connect with our beautiful guest and follow her activities and announcements of workshops, uh, future lives and upcoming online uh, or whatever classes or events are coming up. So don't forget it. And I would love to ask you our summary question. I don't know if you know about it or not. Maybe you heard it before, but I have um, one question that I ask every time at the end of our interview, regardless of what we talked about. And I'm very excited to ask this question, uh, to ask you this question. So the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance, oriental dance, again and again, so you keep doing it for so many years? Hmm,
0: that's a very good question. And it's true that I, I'm in love and still in love and, and never tired of this, uh, this dance. Um, I think the music first. Um, the music, when I hear a music and, and I fell in love with the music, uh I immediately stand up and dance and it gives me um, adrenaline I think yeah. so I will say the, the music and also the inspiration about everything which is around us in our daily life in our dance community um, I, I I watch a lot of uh, dancers all over the world and uh, and it's also give me inspiration to. To to always uh, renew my style, my ideas, to never be um, uh, I don't know how to say tired, uh, bored. <laughs> I Never be tired. tired, and to also to never be annoying for the for the students. I try to always renew myself, and until now. Uh, Okay, yes, sometimes I have a uh, few few days uh, of um, of low energy, but uh, in, after a few days the energy comes back and uh, I find new inspiration and i I'm never bored. This dance is magic ma- magical and um, it it's it's always very inspiring. there is always always new things to learn. And uh, even after almost 20 years of
1: learning this dance, I still learn things every day.